Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back, team, for our 14-day holiday that we took due to being busy individuals. Uh, but we're back and we apologize for the two weeks off. Um, and I think you kind of jinxed it because you have been saying, really proud of how consistent we've been with our podcast. And then here we go, two weeks in a row. We missed it. But never fear, the one guy well, is Well, it's here. just been... It's just... I'm back. It's been no... Fo- if, we, if we had the opportunity to do them, we would have. But like I went away, um, didn't I, first... And then, yeah, then you went away. So, like, the dates just didn't match up. And we just. And it took me a week to recover. Yeah, we didn't want to do it solo. We didn't want to go solo with it. Even though I think probably some of our best content would probably come out if we, like, shot one now and then that was, like, solo. But it's just not as fun, is it? So, you're going to have to hear of both. Uh, Yeah. No, I don't. don't, Yeah. You could do, but. I mean, I know for one that I would just chat some absolute rubbish and I'd go down all sorts of... I mean, I could do it. I could talk for ages, but I'd need someone to rein me in. And if you potentially <laughs> don't... You can shut up now, Ryan. You can stop talking. <laughs> and the worst episode of the podcast goes to Ryan Smith. So Tell if anyone um, has or listens or watches this, maybe you saw Ryan at Creamfields. I don't know. Maybe you were too bad to say mm-hmm. something. Or maybe Ryan was making an absolute tit of himself. Nah, mate, it was so good. For anyone that hasn't been to a festival for a while, I would suggest going. How did you... Um, sorry, I didn't I actually mean, ask you, but how did you find... Um, were you, like, anxious at all? Was it, like... Did you feel... Nah. So, well, so, so driving there in the morning, I felt a little bit anxious, and I was like, oh, man, I was like, I've got five more days here. Because just to run up to it, I was like... It's that associative anxiety. Like, I was like, I'm going to be in like a field with thousands of people in a tent and outdoors with thousands of people. I was just like, if I panic and get anxious, it's going to be horrendous. So like that was then just like my constant thoughts running up to it for about two weeks. But as soon as I got there and everyone was smiling and the sun was shining and you're kind of, you know, you get there, you've got to drag all your stuff and then you've got to set up your tents. Like, you're very much busy. You don't really have time to think until you're set up and then you're sat down. But then you're kind of the, what, like the music was playing, people all around were like laughing and joking. So the atmosphere just instantly kind of like made you forget about it. And I remember thinking yesterday, actually, I was like, I literally didn't think about being anxious once. From the moment we got out that car and got in the queue, I didn't think about being anxious, which is, yeah, which is nice. Cause I'm always horrific. interested to hear people, because obviously for for the best part of what 15 months or something like no one has been in a crowd of like 300,000 or anything like that or even like, a lot of people haven't been yeah. anywhere near like what a thousand people so obviously that was like mm. the weekend of festivals uh, and I, I definitely see I saw loads mm. of stuff on Instagram of like some people being like it was the best time of my life seeing people like smiling laughing again then I've seen like on the other side people saying that they didn't even make the whole festival because they their anxiety was so high like heard all of these like different stories um, of how people have been affected by it. Yeah. It, it doesn't surprise me because I remember at one point 
be in the middle of it and I looked forward and I was like, and then I looked around, mate, and there was, I couldn't see any open space. It was just thousands and yeah. thousands of people. And for those of you that obviously probably might not be happy that because of COVID, I apologize. Uh, but I went and I did it. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, wow, there's thousands and thousands of people. Like I can't even see any open space because there's just people occupying it everywhere. And the thought of that beforehand made me anxious. But when you're there and you're forgetting about it and you're enjoying it, it's all right. It's not that with everything, man. It's, it's your focus. It's, it's thinking about it. If you don't think about it, like the amount of times, and people that have anxiety will tell you this, they'll be in a situation that would usually make them anxious. And because it's just happened and they haven't had any time to think about it, they then will be absolutely fine. And then suddenly you'll be like, oh, I haven't been anxious. And then you're like, oh, no, now I feel anxious because I was thinking about it. Damn it. Yeah. Should have just carried on. <laughs> It's, but, it's pretty much yeah, like the good. same as COVID where you literally cough once and you're like, oh my God, here we go. Is my, is my throat sore? Oh my God, yeah. my throat's sore. <laughs> it's yeah. like absolutely fine. That's it. And I'm like, God, do a test. God, do a test again. Yeah. So uh, the theme that I wanted to kind of uh, talk about today is, is I actually, I've, I can't take full credit for this. Like I've got to give credit to someone called Jamie Alderton that spoke about this. Um, and I may have just elaborated on it a little bit more. So I doubt you do. But Jamie, if you actually ever listen to this podcast, thank you. But the kind of thought process from it is like every single person that listens to this will be able to determine a time in their life where like everything has just got out of control. It's whether it's just been one individual thing, like maybe your work. Or whether it's like everything at the same time, like your health has gone out of the way. And COVID typically did this to a lot of people, like routines were out the window, their health went out the window, they were no longer exercising, their jobs were like up in the air. So like everything um, almost like spiraled out of control. And this is where like a lot of like depression, anxiety and all of those things like came from. But I want to give you a little uh, tool that I personally use myself to you know, keep on top of my mental health. Um, and I've categorized it down in three sections. So we call this kind of the meltdown management scale. So whenever I feel like there's a time in my life where I'm kind of like, I don't want to say like losing control, but I feel like, unlike, I feel, yeah, yeah, I've just lost control completely. Or I don't, I don't feel like things are moving in the right direction. I feel like stressed un unknowingly and like all of these things, but I don't think like something's going right. I've like categorized it into three different sections. And again, I think Jamie actually talks about this in a little bit more depth, but with, and his sections, I think are a little bit different, but I look at my mental health and again, it's slightly individualistic, but you can easily apply these concepts into your own life. And you've got the three like buckets is you've got your health, so your physical health, you've got your wealth, and that can be broken down into a couple of different areas. But again, like if you think about wealth, like money to some people is a huge stressor. So like that can be a knock on effect. And all of these three can interlink and can affect one another. So say, for example, if you're really stressed with work, you feel like you're losing your job and um, you're stressed financially then that can then affect your physical health because you are no longer um, going to the gym or anything like that. So they do have like a knock on effect. And the third one is connection. So it's actually like connection with the like relationships, like meaningful conversations, like these kind of things. And in each bucket, there's like a sub bucket as well to where you can break them down. So what I'm going to do in this podcast is kind of just go through each one and 
pretty much go through how I reflect on it and how I look on it and where it gives me a very good understanding to where I am currently at. And it helps me identify that kind of frustration or stress that I have going on in my life at the moment, because it's a very visible way to see which, um, like which section isn't ticked. So I'm going to start off with health. So for me personally, and again, this is where you can categorize them different. So Ryan, you might categorize them different for like yourself, but like I know if I eat 70% of my calories from nutritiously dense foods, I physically feel good. Like I feel good. I'm, I feel nourished. Like I feel like I'm getting a load of um, like micronutrients that make me feel good. I can always say, say for example, I go on a stag weekend, right? So I go on a stag weekend. I'm there for like three or four days. Like, you know, when it gets, you know, when you haven't been uh, eating enough like nutrients, when you get to the end of a stag and you're like, I'm actually looking forward to a salad, like the thought of eating some broccoli is nice. Or you might have had that if you go on like an all-inclusive holiday. But it's just a prime example yeah. there to show you like how much of an important role nutrients are on you and your like well-being and how you physically feel in your own body. So I know for myself, like if I'm eating nutritional dense foods, I d- generally feel a lot more better. I have more energy. Um, and that's one of the boxes that I have. Now, the other thing that I have in um, side of it as well is like, I'm, I look at it as, okay, like, am I, what are my calories looking like? Like, am I completely like out of control in terms of like not tracking at all, not even like having any kind of physical awareness to what my calories look like? Or am I like on track with that? And uh, the third one is then protein. Am I eating enough protein again? Like, I know if, if I'm not eating enough protein, uh, especially when it comes to red meat because of the vitamin B12 that you get, like the red blood cell carriers, like I physically feel like lethargic, uh, energyless if I'm not eating enough meat or red meat in particular. So for me, that's what I categorize my, like the, um, the health bracket down into um, from like a nutrition standpoint. And then underneath that inside the health as well, I have like my physical exercise. So am I going to the gym at least three times a day? For me, that feels like like my uh, three times a week. My <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when is that going to be Secret day? Dieting. I was like, you absolutely saw it. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't go three times a day, then yeah, I'll let myself no, down. Sorry, team. Let's rewind there. Uh, three times a week. Because I know, like, for me, again, I found this out about myself. Three times kind of the the, the optimal, I find, where... I've got enough energy to really go for it in each session. Um, so they're, my, they're in my health uh, bracket. Now, if I go into wealth, for me personally, like this is where for you, it could be like your um, financial status. It could be loads of other things. But for me, I know like obviously uh, running the business alongside um, you that if I'm taking my most important boxes off each every day and I'm journaling at the end of the week, I know I'm taking a big step forward with the business for us personally every single time. So like my important tasks change from day to day and it might be one task, it might be three tasks, but if all else fails, like no matter how unsuccessful the rest of the day is, am I ticking that most important task off the, off the list? Is that getting completed? Yes or no? And um, that's, that's one part of it for the, um, 
from basically like productivity standpoint. And then for me, mm-hmm. the other thing as well is like journaling, reflecting, because I know if I'm reflecting back constantly on what's going on through my week, again, it, it allows me to provide the information from week to week to keep driving forward. Look what didn't work last week, what um, I could then implement moving forward into next week to make it that little bit more successful. I know when I do those things, mm-hmm. I see a noticeable inc- like a noticeable change inside the business. I see ourselves moving forward, progressing. And then the last one is connection. Is am I actually, again, for me personally, like, am I spending like time with loved ones, friends, family? Am I having that connection standpoint each day and I categorize it down to at least 90 minutes? So am I spending an hour and a half a day spend having a meaningful con- uh, conversation or like, downtime, as we want to call it. So a golden rule that I put in place uh, a, a fair few months ago was eight o'clock, like eight o'clock, laptop down. And that's like work time over. That was like the cutoff point. So again, like that's, that's not saying that's right or wrong. You might be someone that actually decides because you have children, like maybe, you know, the first part of the day, you want to spend them taking to school and all of that. And, you know, by the time they go to bed at say six o'clock, you actually want to work harder from six till 10. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's very, very individualistic. It's just about me and my personal preferences. So you've got those three buckets. You've got health, wealth, and connection. So whenever I'm typically feeling like I'm losing control, like things aren't moving in the right direction, I'm unknowing or I can't quite put my finger on it to why I'm frustrated or why I feel this like mass anxiety going on or this sense of like, uh, failure, I simply go back to that um, meltdown management scale, look at all of the categories that I've laid out, and it's simply a tick or a cross um, formula from there. So it's like, okay, am I on top of my nutrition? Am I actually paying attention to or having awareness around what my calories are doing? Yes or no? Yes, cool. I tick that box. Am I going to the gym? three, a minimum three times a week. Yes or no, tick or cross. And then it keeps going down that. Am I eating nutritious foods? Like all of these things. And still to date, since I've kind of implemented this system, it's very, very, very obvious. I haven't not noticed the time where I've been like, there it is. Like that's the perfect, like that's, that's Mm -hmm. the key there. That's what I'm missing. I'm not doing this anymore. And it's not always necessarily like one. It could be like three or four. Like the last time I did this, it was very much centered around uh, the exercise piece, but I wasn't going because this was like the uh, the mist of COVID. So by the way, this isn't something that I do like every single week. I literally do this when I feel like, you know, things aren't going in the right direction. Something's popped up. Like I've got this like underlying anxiety going on. This is when I'll pull out that um, meltdown management scale. You can do this absolutely every single day. I think uh, Jamie Olsen does it every single week where he's just, he scores himself on like one to five. So one to five, he will score himself on how everything's going. But I typically will mm-hmm. pull this out when, you know, I do have that underlining uh, anxiety, frustration, whatever it may be. And then I can actually pull through what's going on. So going back to the latest one I can think of, it was very much, it was the exercise piece that was going. Um, that, wasn't in, that, that wasn't there. It was the connection side of things because of the where we were situation with work. So we were fortunate enough through COVID to 
like continue working and you know have a lot of work going on because people are obviously at home people are spending more time on their selves and their health that they wanted additional help with it so we were getting a lot of like inquiries we were having a lot of conversations so my workload went through the roof which meant I now wasn't having that connection piece anymore so it's just pulling back and realizing what are the faults that are going on and then you've got clear action mm-hmm. steps that you can take and again like I've given you what my so the three buckets can stay the same for mm-hmm. absolutely everyone so health wealth connection but your sub buckets inside of the side inside of those buckets is like very individualistic to what is important to you, like Ryan said. So I'm, I guarantee like Ryan's would be different to mine, but it gives you like a clear way to identify. It's the awareness piece, isn't it? It's having that awareness because if you don't have the awareness of what's going on, how can you ever change anything? Yeah, yeah. And that, that, I mean, it's, <laughs> I've probably said this a thousand times, but the first thing is awareness. And so often when we're faced in like, you know, we've got issues or, we, you know, we're struggling to do something, we sometimes struggle to, you know, sometimes we just don't even know where to start. So we don't even try. Or sometimes we try, but we have no systematic idea as to even how to find out what the problem is in the first place to create the solution. Whereas if you have a framework to go by, well, then you can pretty much understand, right, okay, I know it could be this, 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 and this. You know, I've got these three areas, right, let's break it all down. And which part of those three areas is going to be the part that I need to look at? And I think it then stops you from just, one guessing you know so many people think that this is my issue and i'm just going to do that when actually it isn't because it's just a guesstimate two it actually gives you a much more quicker turnaround time so rather than have this meltdown or find things aren't going your way there's only a matter of time before you eventually just kind of quick give in and it starts to decline at a rapid rate whereas this kind of turns that time around you know because you have a thing that's systematically quicker systematically worked out so it's now quicker to bring about awareness you are able to solve the problem quicker. Therefore, the time spent not going in the direction that you want to is instantly kind of shortened because you're able to get the answer to the um, problem and therefore find the solution in a much more quicker time frame. And that's, you know, that's what we all want. We all want to save time. We don't want to dwell on it, much like weight loss. You, know, you want to get to your weight loss goal in the quickest, most efficient time possible so you don't waste any time. This is perfect. It allows you to take a look at life in all different aspects. That includes weight loss and identify where perhaps when things aren't going your way, you're not feeling as much clarity in your head, you don't feel like you're optimizing in in life, right, cool. Let's take a look at my areas. Let's see where I'm maybe pouring too much into, where I'm not pouring enough into. And let's get that evened out a little bit. And let's put some things in place to kind of turn it around and get everything. You know, life's a bit like a balancing scale. You've always got to find that homeostasis. And it's understanding where in life, sometimes we're pouring too much into certain buckets, and, and we're forgetting about other buckets to find that that middle ground so that everything is working in any equilibrium. Yeah, it's like we've spoken about before, isn't it? It's it's almost having that reflect and do, redirect. So instead of letting your ship like cause mm. uh like drift hundreds of miles off track before you're then like mm-hmm. sup this is this is the sad thing, isn't it? Mm. Th- like if you think about it, most oh, so selfish, can you hear that? Yeah, I think it's keto, please. <laughs> um, it's a really unfortunate circumstance that we do this, but we typically only real like take real massive action on certain things when it's got to a point of where you have to take action. So, like for example, going mm-hmm. to like the doctors and stuff. Like again, you know, let's let's say you're going because of your health. Like, let's say you are 
I'm trying to think of the best example here. Like, let's just say, let's say, you know, you're, you know that you're unhealthy. You know that you've eaten um, maybe a little bit too much. You know that you're carrying some excess weight. And now you're starting to have these like health scares where maybe like, you know, you feel like you're having these like heart murmurs or whatever it may be. And you go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, okay, well your BMI is like through the roof. Your blood pressure is like this. You need to lose some weight or something. It's sad that we have to get to that moment of someone telling us that we, you know, your blood pressure is through the roof. Your BMI is sky high for us to then go and take action. Whereas like what you want to do is that's the perfect example of like drifting a hundred miles off course before then course correcting. And you're really only course correcting because you have to. It's like we shouldn't be letting it get yeah. to that moment. Like it's, you cannot question that if you are doing physical activity or if you are eating more nutritious food, like you are going to feel better than, whether you, than if you didn't do them. I actually missed mm-hmm. on, on my health one. One of the biggest ones is sleep. That's, that's one of my yeah. pillars that, um, again, I remembered because of COVID because there was no kind of set routine anymore where like the sleep yeah. just went out the window. Right. So I can give you some like, what I wanted to do is, especially for health, because this is what the podcast is about, right? Like for the wealth and connection, mm-hmm. like you can decide what your wealth and connections are and how it fits for you perfectly. But for my health, like a hundred percent like sleep, that's going to be one of your main components. Mm-hmm. Look at your nutrition, like yeah, look at quality. your nutritional quality. Like, I wouldn't even say at this moment in time, like the actual quantity is the first port of call. Like, yes, of course, like it does play a massive role, especially if your goal is fat loss. But from a like from a feel good factor, like a mental health, like feeling good about yourself, let's start with the quality of the yeah. food that you're eating. Are you eating plenty of nutritious foods? And then thirdly, are you spending time to go out and do some physical activity? And we did a whole coaching yeah. call on this, didn't we? About like, if you're sitting here now and you're listening to this and you use physical activity as a means to burn body fat, you're looking at it all wrong. You want to rethink the way that you mm-hmm. look at exercise. You want to start looking at more for, for to benefit your mental health, to increase the, um, your, like, your health markers, to make them better to decrease the chances of you having any cardiovascular diseases. Like all of these things you can look at as stress relief because the moment you start to only look at it like one dimensional from like a fat loss perspective, it's like, like where do you go from it? Like where does it stop? That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. There's no absolutely longevity. no longevity to it. So, you know, you can, as a, as a kind of template for you, from a health perspective, one, look at your sleep. Now, let's just give a little outline to what that sleep looks like, to what you want to be like kind of aiming for. We did, a, I'm pretty sure we did a whole podcast on this, didn't we, on sleep? But what you want to be looking for is like you, you work, well, sleep works in an hour and a half cycles. So in the hour and a half cycle, what's the optimal amount, would you say, Ryan, cycles you want to be going through? Like between, uh, well, yeah, between. Would you say six? Anywhere between six and yeah, six and nine. So say everyone start at seven and a half, which is five cycles, and then see how you feel. Some can do better on six, 
hours, some will do better on nine hours. You've I've got really like completely confused everyone listening now. They're like, what the hell are you going on about with the cycles? So you're, you go through a full cycle of an hour and a half, right? So you've got the three cycles, half an hour. It's an hour and a half. You are better off completing a full cycle than going through the next cycle and waking up. So if you work on that basis, well, obviously one cycles, an hour and a half, two cycles, three hours, four cycles, uh, one cycles, an hour and a half, two cycles is three hours. Three cycles is four and a half hours. Four cycles is six hours. Five cycles is seven and a half. So what you want to be doing is really ideally like four cycles is the absolute minimum you're going to be looking at here, like six hours. So you are better. And this is what, when Ryan taught me this, it like completely blew my mind and implementing it was a complete game changer. You are better off sleeping six hours than you are sleeping seven hours because you are waking up in the middle of that cycle. So obviously, ideally, you'd want to try and get that seven and a half hours. But if you can't do that, you're better off getting the six hours than you would be getting the seven. So... Sounds so counterintuitive. It's like you're actually better off sleeping less. Yeah. But like eight hours is like literally eight hours is not even what you... Everyone's like, oh, I need to get eight hours sleep. It's like, we don't. We even want seven and a half, six, seven and a half or nine. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's mad. And it's one of those things like... implement it try it before you think like what the hell are these guys going about just try it give us some feedback if you've had it and, and let us know how it affects you mm. so start optimizing your sleep second one like looking at at least is 70 percent of your calories from a nutrition standpoint coming from like nutrient-dense food so that's whole grains fresh fruit and vegetables lean meats um plenty of fats like i don't want to get into it too much but um polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats are you getting plenty of those that are like um, olive oil avocado whole nuts flaxseed like those kind of things so are 70 is 70 percent of your calories looking like that if not okay you will probably want to start having more nutritious foods uh, and then the last one was that we said is like the exercise piece like are you spending at least let's say three hours a week making sure you're getting out and you're doing some physical activity like you are, there's nothing bad that will happen from that. Like you are only going to benefit from it. And it doesn't mean when we say physical activity, like exercise, I'm not saying you need to go for a run. I'm not saying you have to go on a long cycle. You can literally go on a long walk. You can clear the head, have, yeah. have some like, men, um, like mental clarity by going on a long walk. Something that uprates yeah. your heart rate. Uprates your heart rate. But you like, heart rate. you right, can yeah. like, it can be any, if you enjoy playing like badminton, it could be badminton. If you like playing football, it could be football, basketball, like whatever it is to you, like make sure you like, you know, you enjoy it because again, the adherence piece is there. <clears throat> yeah. And then you've definitely. got obviously the other two buckets, which is health and connection. Like I said, like you can go, you can go through those. Wealth. Did I say health? So wealth yeah. and connection. So you've got the three buckets, health, wealth, and connection. So, I would be really, really interested for anyone that is like a regular listener on a podcast to actually implement that maybe once a month. So actually like scheduling, like you could say like the first Monday of every single month where you actually rate what it is, screenshot it, send it to us. Let me know like how you get along with it. But I promise you, it's one of those things that is like by you doing this, especially if you're a person that really suffers with, you know, overwhelm, 
if you're someone that really does suffer with overwhelm, like you are only going to benefit from this. Like nothing negative can come from it. It literally takes you a couple minutes, max 15 minutes to do. So challenge yourself. Yeah. Is there anything on that, Ryan, that you, you thought that you wanted to add or? Nah, man, you pretty much, uh, yeah, you nailed it. It, it, I, I like it. I, I'd never heard of it before. We literally briefly spoke about this, guys, which is why Hayden kind of took the reins on this one. And it, it just makes sense. It's, it, we need to, <laughs> I always seem to feel like I'm repeating myself. We need to become more thinking human beings because when we become thinking human beings, we're able, to, we're able to solve the problems that we face. And a lot of the things that we talk about is a ways to make you a more a better thinking human being. And this is a prime example. It makes you think of your life in you know, it breaks things down into more simplified terms, but then allows you to become a more thinking human being so you can solve the problems. I think too often in life, we take the problems on the on the chin and we don't have any actual like appropriate ways of dealing with the problems. And therefore, that's why they escalate into massive things. And then it has a knock-on effect to so many other areas of our life. When actually, if we had something like this, which Hayden's just nicely described from Jamie Alderton, is a really nice way of breaking your life down into certain areas, breaking it down into further subsections, and then allowing yourself to actually kind of take a little bit of step back from your life every so often, just to make sure that any of the problems that you are facing, you can then come up with the relevant solutions and just be much more successful in every aspect of your life. Not only your health and losing weight, but wealth, connections, family, mental health, physical health, all the important things. You know, I think health comes under a lot of different, it's multifactorial, isn't it? It's not just your physical health, it's mental health, financial health, social health, all these different things that we have in life that actually make you one whole damn good looking healthy human this, being. So actually one of the, um, I introduced this a couple of months ago to, it's, it might, yeah, maybe about six or seven months ago to one of my clients and she made it as part of her daily routine. So what she did is she pretty much, um, she put it on one of those, those massive uh, calendars so she had, she printed off the A4 bits of like the, the meltdown management scale, stuck it on one of the calendars. Every single day, at the end of the day, she rated each one from one to five. And it was just like one to five. And the reason that why she decided to do it every day, rather than like I said, I just do it if I feel like I need to. She did it every single day because she felt that if like, say, it wasn't a reoccurring theme. So say, for example, on Tuesday, her um, nutritious food dropped off to a four. It was like a, that redirect that we were talking about with the ship, where it was like that day had a slight drift, but she's checked in at the end of the day. She's seen that she only scored a one on that day for the nutrition. Bam, she made it her priority the next day to redirect back on track. And she did that with each and individual bit, which um, worked really, really well for her. I don't actually know if she still does it every single day. We haven't had a conversation about that, um, which is just from me to kind of, find out and see but you yeah you can absolutely do it every single day if you want to it's that then becomes a form of, uh, a form of journaling how you want to do that hmm. and again like journaling is one of those things that i think people think it's like this uh it's this yeah Ooh, it's like this spiritual thing that you know only people that do yoga do <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that there's actually Valuable. like there's so many different ways to journal like so many different ways and you've just got to find the one that works for you so yeah give it give it a go let us uh let us know what you think but out of curiosity 
putting you on the spot here, Ryan. Like, do you have any kind of systems that you go to for um, like checking in with yourself from like a mental health standpoint, like like training, nutrition, like uh, connection? So I so I just said to you, and I know you already know this because I spoke yeah. to you about it before. Because I was I had said to Ryan, I was like, don't even bother messaging me after eight mate because uh, Sophie's going to hit the roof. Yeah, cut off point. Um, all, like it, like I'll never have more than one. Like I don't know. Say I'm not. Say I'm not tired, for example, or I've got some work to do, or I'm up late. I will always make sure that the following night is always an early night. I will always make sure my food is like eighty percent nutritionally dense and hit my pro and hit get adequate protein in. Um, I'll always train everything at least once a week. Like ideally, I train everything twice a week, but I'll always train everything at least once a week. That's like a non-negotiable for me. Because you do even um, like for gym sessions, don't you? Like I remember you doing it once when you were at the office and you said, "I I have not had time. Well, I haven't prioritized time to train this week. So no. on Saturday, I'm going to do whole body." Yeah. Yeah. So like this week I've only done push pull. So I'm going to do legs today after this podcast. And then I've got tomorrow. So I'm just going to throw in an additional like arm session for fun, if that makes sense. And then I'll train on Sunday as well. So I just kind of make sure that I always cover the bases per se. Um, and then connections like I'll always try and go down and see my mom. Like I'll pop in like once a week, once every two weeks. I always make sure I'll pop in and say hi to her. Um, so you kind of just have these it's like these like the back of the mind you've got these mm. like core principles that you just like yeah tick and like yeah and like most weekends like I'll, I'll split my time so I'll be like if like today tomorrow we're going out aren't we in Brighton drinking on Friday so I'm like okay cool so Sunday I said I will spend with my other half if we were doing something on Saturday like I'll always do I'm always like friends and social and then spending quality time my other half. And I'll always be like, okay, cool. If I'm doing this, I have to match it with this, if that makes sense. Like if I'm going out on the lash, I'm going away, I have to then match that with the same time spent with her. Pro tip. And the other her in my life. For any of you that didn't know. Pro tip for you all. Merge them together. Merge your social life. And then, yeah, and you it makes your that. life so much easier. Yeah. But this is it, yeah, and that, that works, doesn't it? Like for uh, for us, like Mother Half doesn't really drink, isn't a massive no. party goer. I do enough for the both of us. <laughs> um, so those two things are separate. So I have to have I have separate social and and relationship time. But it's fine and ultimately what what works for you, I think, first and foremost. And you know, I'm soon probably going to have a little bit less social time because for those of you who didn't know, I'm having a baby girl, a little baby girl, February and. A little baby girl, and I'll probably be very much absolutely head over heels in love with her, and I won't want to leave her alone. So, you know, the whole people will probably be spending less time socialising and more time probably changing nappies. Yeah, you, we're going to be real about be it. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I saw a video earlier, Rose sent to me, and oh my God, this dude is dad, is carrying his baby, and she's literally, the baby's pooed all up the back, all through the onesie, and he's literally like, Hurr as he's carrying the baby to the bathroom and I'm literally like I literally replied and I was like I'll just put the baby in the hot tub yeah. <laughs> I'll just dunk it in the oh, hot tub and just leave it I think the smell <laughs> would is what would set me off I'd be like oh my god oh they say it's different when it's your own like 
Any mums that listen, I can tell you, it's like, definitely oh, not different from whoever. your own. <laughs> yeah, let me know any any parenting tips that you guys have got. Fire fire them, uh, fire them on my inbox in my inbox on Instagram, and, and let me know your top fathering and part fathering parenting tips. As oh, it tips. Were. I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking about totally starting a. a I was going to call it the the new dad pod. It's a bit like dad bod, but the new dad pod. And starting a podcast, just talking like about my experiences that week of becoming a new dad. And I thought it'd be quite cool, mate, because you could join because obviously you have no clue either. So like I could talk to you about it and it'd be quite cool having an open conversation for like new dads to listen to and be like, what was your worst bit to this week? What was your best bit? I'll save that one to you, mate. I think it'd be hilarious. (laughs) I'll save that one for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have so many stories. I'm like, well, I've had two hours sleep. Uh, I've changed 57 nappies. And she hasn't stopped screaming for the past 48 hours. <laughs> there we go. That's it. I'm expecting grey hairs, wrinkles a lot now. Give it downhill. Give it six downhill months. Downhill from here. <laughs> Sweet. All right, there you go. Well, let's, right, uh, let's wrap this party up and um, we shall catch you on another episode next week. All right, team. Bye. See you in a bit.